and I are. We've spent a lot of time together recently, so. And, and, and I've treasured every moment of it. As have I. Um, to the point that your son now asks, well, wait, did he ask if I was coming to Barnaby's last Friday or was he just noting that he goes to Barnaby's with Grown Up Laurel? I think he was asking if we would be meeting there. Oh. What is Barnaby's? It's a it's a Houston local chain restaurant. Very casual. V- very casual. Um, it, Does it have crazy stuff on the wall? It sounds very like Fridays or Bennigan. <laughs> it's not quite. They have a dog mascot. Barnaby the dog, oh. who I hate to say it has passed. I think maybe passed before even Barnaby's opened. <laughs> Uh, it's the first place I ever, first restaurant I ever went to in Houston on my very first trip there to visit some SMU friends. Uh, and I just, it's, it's a place that I always like want to go back to. And, uh, that is where, uh, in the spring we met up with Kyle and Casey and, uh, their oldest Ford for dinner. And, um, apparently now just forever linked in Ford's mind is Barnaby's and grown up Laurel. Man doesn't forget anything. I, I, Kyle, I feel like the last time we talked to you, you uh, I don't know that Ford existed. Uh, I I don't think, well, so the last time I was on with both of you, it was definitely pre-Ford. But then I did one with Laurel only um, that was marred by, I wasn't wearing headphones and didn't know I needed to be. So that was, that was an issue. But uh, that was, I think, post-Ford, but just barely. Now here we are together again on the home stretch of Frasier. I suppose you know there is the the new season I get coming out. So I don't know what y'all are going to do with that. Well, we're gonna we're gonna cover we're it. We're gonna cover we, it, especially. I mean, the writer strike just ended, but uh, it's not like there's anything new coming out. So we we're starved for entertainment. Um, I'm acting like that's the only reason we'll be covering it. No, it's not, but. It's. I just want everyone to know what a hardship it is for me to watch this without any David Hyde Pierce. I mean, it's, it will be very hard for you. I can. I know. Although I wonder if David Hyde Pierce of twenty twenty three would still get you the same way David Hyde Pierce of two thousand three would. I I estimate he would. I I think he still got it. I don't have a lot of like. This is all just potentially feelings and anecdotal or not even anecdotal, but just, you know, I have no data to back that up. However, do do we have full confirmation that he's not coming back at all? He might do like a guest spot or do we have any of that info or is all he like, no, is thank he's you. Not, all I've heard is just, he's not returning to reprise the yes. role of Niles. That could mean he pops in at the end of the season for a cameo that to me, that doesn't mean like, and he's, Burned that bridge. I think. Mm. I think it's just he's not interested in returning for any sort of regular role. Right. So, and with it taking place in Boston now, it makes sense that he's not there. And and Martin is since passed away. No longer with yeah. us. And and Eddie too probably. Although they could get Leo to to play Eddie. I I mean y- yes. If they if they want a, a, a dog to literally a, just sleep in the frame, <laughs> yeah, a very specific amount of tricks <laughs> that this new Eddie could do. Yes, as as in just sleep on command and pretend he doesn't hear you because he may not hear you. That's interesting. I feel like I wonder if because it's Fraser moving in or at least being involved with Frederick, and I wonder if there's going to be like Eddie two or something like that, and you know, like callbacks like that. Like if Freddie's going to have, it's going to like skip a generation, and Freddie's going to be more like Martin or whatever. Yeah. Well, it, it would almost have to be right. Yeah, I feel like the 2023 Freddie is either going to have a rescue or like a French bulldog or some weird hybrid that none of us have heard of. Well, not to jump way ahead but there are <laughs> I'm interested to see what they do with Freddy because there were two pictures that have been revealed to me of the episodes we will cover next session and one was a ridiculous picture of Martin it was when the uh, last episode dis- like goes down to the bottom of the screen in mm-hmm. Paramount Plus and it goes next up and it was like Martin takes an inconsolable amount of weed or like like accidentally eats pot cookies. And then it's a picture of him just like 
super wide-eyed sitting on the on the barca lounger looking scared and then another one i've seen of this episode was like i guess frederick has a goth phase coming up because there's like a joke he's totally in like the crow makeup and stuff so that's i think how we last see frederick before this new show so i'm interested to see if they address that if it was just a one-off joke or or whatever what, what we do yeah, so I've not watched that episode yet. So. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I just keep falling on all these random pictures from it, and they're both like, these are the most wackadoo pictures I've ever seen of Frasier. Like, this next Christmas one is going to be real wild. Uh, but before we get to that, should we jump into the episodes that we're here to talk about and maybe r- remind everybody who our guest is? Yes, well, let's say hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And I'm Kyle. And we're the Craniacs. And Kyle is here. Kyle, our returning guest, uh, thank you so much for coming. It's my pleasure to be back with you guys in the final season of Frasier. Now, I've typically asked the past, like, wondering, like, why this episode you wanted to come in on. But I think maybe Laurel said. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, I, don't, I will say that Kyle uh, did not select this episode or these episodes. Yeah, that's now, were you just excited to get Kyle back on the show, or did you have a specific reason for asking him for, for, for no, these two or this one? No, I just was concerned it was going to get to the end of the season, and all the people we've talked about bringing back as guests, we would have forgotten to actually oh, reach out to. So I, I think it's that I have so little in my life that Laurel was like, of course we need someone now, and he'll, be, he'll agree to be on. So that's how it I think out. it was. She saw that it was all about Fraser being honored at the CBs, and she's like, "Who should we honor?" Of well, course, that's, Kyle. That's exactly what it was. I was like, "Who who deserves an award in my life?" And it is, uh, and of course, I thought, I thought Kyle. Uh, I will I will take a CV from the Craniacs. No shame by me. <laughs> we'll get to to the CBs in a sec. Before then, we have uh, a different episode to do. One we were going to do last session, and we kind of pulled an audible and decided to just do one uh nope that's not it there it is um this is season 11 episode 9 guns and neuroses neuroses guns and neuroses i don't know how i'm supposed to say this neuroses uh, neuroses yes yeah. well I, I know how to i just don't know if anyway lilith comes to town for a psychiatric conference and fraser arranges to meet with her before he does a colleague of lilith sets him up on a blind date with her not knowing who he really is now, Laurel, I did not rewatch this one. I did not get a chance to rewatch oh, it. Oh, okay. I did. Uh, okay, I, was, I was concerned it was not going to be fresh. However, my, my notes are two weeks old. So now I'm like, what yes. was I talking about? I'm I'm having a very similar thing uh, where like, I'm looking at these and I'm kind of trying to remember what they are. But I do remember the first note, uh, which was the baby trap was hilarious, <laughs> which is uh martin building like something for them and then it did i thought the joke was going to be it fell apart it was it was like a like a a playpen it was was a a crib it was a playpen like a uh, a playpen that you would have kept your kids in to contain them yes and he put something in the middle of it and I thought the joke was going to be it goes and falls apart and it snaps together like a rat trap and it was a serious laugh out loud moment. Like I said, I don't. There, I remember generalities of this episode, but I very specifically remember that scene because it made. I went, "Holy cow!" And then I think I paused and went and did something else. But that was like what I ended on was that visual for a while. This, we actually have a good person on to talk about this because Kyle, you know, have, having two young children, I feel like you're very up to speed on the latest. Yeah, the baby, <laughs> baby death traps stuff. Like what, what? What is like something that you're surprised by that like exists now, but also something that you're like, when I was a baby, like we did this instead. Surprised by that? I mean, the babies today are very highly nurtured. It's like blackout shades, sound machine, soothing sounds. Like everyone has a routine. Um, I don't know if that's existing today, but you know, white noise machines and nightlights on a schedule is. Is something crazy. When I was a kid, I think my parents just threw me in a room and said, don't leave us alone. <laughs> you can't walk my, without coming to get you. <laughs> my mom would always try and like, I'd be like, I can't sleep. And then she would come up with some mind game that I think the thing was to bore me to death. And it just, 
it just set my mind going because she was like, think of all the things that yellow means to you. Think of all the animals alphabetical. And I'm like, what? And I would do that. And then I'd get stuck on one and I'd sit there trying to think. And it was like, this is not helping me rest my brain. This is this is like, I don't know. Wait, don't you deal with like busy brain at night when you're trying to go to sleep? I don't any. Here's the thing I discovered. So recently went away for a, a, a business trip. Uh, without Tara and I learned if Tara's in the if Tara is like this outside of my brain focus that like takes me out of my head and so like when she's in bed I'm like good night and I go immediately to sleep like I sleep just like uh like that when she's not I'm like up for two hours staring at the ceiling going huh just thinking about whatever but it's yeah as if I can Focus on something else. Apparently, it's her. Now that does, that that is not a two way street. She is always like up way later than I am. But that's I mean that's like what a compliment to pay to your partner that mm-hmm. you know they put you at ease. You can fall asleep immediately. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, unfortunately, when she's talking to me and it's and I'm my head is hit the pillow. Or one time she was like, I can't, this is a true story. One time she goes, I can't go to sleep. And I jokingly went, do you want me to sing you a lullaby? And I started singing her a lullaby and halfway through the lullaby, I fell asleep. (laughs) And she was so mad. (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's touching. I I don't know if that means maybe you sing really boring lullabies also. (laughs) <laughs> to, to myself i guess i was just like do 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 and then like started breathing heavy and she was like maybe maybe tara <laughs> needs the white noise machine on a timer yeah i'll that just be, uh... put her right to sleep you know you get a nice little orange light the blue lights actually keep you awake you don't want that and then, uh, you know it, that will help her go to sleep you know, when, you're, when you're not singing uh lullabies Mm-hmm. Yeah, beach tone. noises help her go to sleep. Apparently, so. Well, then it's a good thing you all are moving to the beach. So. I know. I don't know if we've actually said it on the podcast, but yes. She's now. Are you concerned that Tara is going to perhaps develop narcolepsy and just always <laughs> just fall asleep? <laughs> she's be like walking, walking to Starbucks and then just falls asleep. Where's Tara? She's like halfway to the mailbox asleep. <laughs> like no. Uh, either that or their roles are going to reverse, and Tara's going to go to sleep easily, and you're going to be. Up for two hours with busy thinking of the ocean, trying to alphabetize seashells or something. God. Anyway, uh, back to back to this episode. Uh, It turns out that Fraser has overslept and missed his breakfast uh, meeting with Lilith, and makes up a kind of outlandish story about why he didn't meet her. That he was uh, swerving to avoid a Pomeranian and hit a curb and popped a tire. Forgot, I forgot that detail about it being a Pomeranian mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah, it was interesting because my I haven't watched Frasier. I like when you guys started the podcast. I just started watching and didn't stop, and so I haven't watched an episode of Frasier in like three years or four years or something. And so my, in my mind, Frasier is like a pre-cell phone kind of. Uh, uh, you know, show and then in this episode, everyone has cell phones, so it's it's normal that they would be able to call and reach someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this these we've I think we've talked about these last few seasons. Is every once in a while we realize oh. what lines up with where they are historically. I can't remember specifically what was one, but there was something a couple episodes I think that are uh, maybe at the end of season 10 that I'm like, it's weird to think that these two things happened simultaneously because I also remember there was an episode of Frasier where it was like, they had a, they pulled out a laptop and it was like four to five inches thick. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> like it was book. ridiculous. Uh, so yeah. wait, but back you up a little bit, Kyle. So you've seen, you've seen the entire series. You've seen season 11 all the way through. Yeah, I know how it ends, but I, I only have vague recollection of, which makes one of us on this podcast who yeah. knows how it ends. Well, I won't tell you. You'll I never you. guess it. Uh, did you, but you did not watch Frasier all the way through in, when you were, in your Frasier origin story is not that you watched the series all the way through the first time it was on or anything, right? No, I, Frasier was not a Parker family show. Uh, it was, uh, that's just not a thing that we watched first run or rerun. Like, Got it. 
I would be surprised if my parents have seen much of Frasier. Wait, is it our podcast that truly got you to start watching Frasier? Yeah, I, I've always enjoyed watching sitcoms, but because of our close friendship, I was like, well, I'll watch now. This is an interesting experiment. Well, I, I just, I'm, I'm very touched. Also, I feel like that's a lot of pressure for other podcasts that we do, because we got to <laughs> well, make sure this is good stuff. We're making Kyle watch. Like, I, I mean, when you do a Gilmore Girls podcast, I don't think I'm Watch. Uh, I don't plan on doing a Gilmore Girls podcast. The perfect one already exists, Gilmore guys. So, oh, all right, fair enough. Um, yeah, and and Frasier, I enjoyed watching it in the same way that I enjoy kind of mindlessly watching sitcoms, but it's it's not in my pantheon. Uh, you know, it has its moments. But let's let's quit while you're ahead here, Kyle. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, I had a quick question oh. to follow up that up though. Did your parents? Because this is similar to why we it wasn't a Jenkins family uh, show. Did your parents think it was pretentious? No. Uh, I mean, in many ways, at least my dad would align with Frazier. I just, it it doesn't, I don't know why they didn't watch it. We were just more of like a friend Seinfeld type people. Um, and I don't know that my mom ever watched Cheers or my dad did. So I don't know that they had the momentum coming off that. And I, I, I'd be interested if, for people who watch Cheers, if they like migrated over to Frasier because he was, you know, like a bit character that is is kind of different from the main characters in the show. He, we were a Cheers family, and I very distinctly remember watching the finale in my parents' room on their little TV while they were trying to go. They were, you know, getting ready for bed. But yeah, they just they did not migrate over, and I think it was because. Frazier was not their favorite character. I think they were more like Norm's funny. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think there's anything interesting about a Norm show Should that in, in an alternate reality. I don't think a Norm or like a Woody show would have done nearly as well. But I, I mean, I think we talked about this, that my parents were Cheers fans. And we uh, there was 100% the migration from Cheers to Frasier. And by the time Frasier came out, I was old enough to kind of stay up late and watch sitcoms, which is how I started watching Frasier. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we were a big Murphy Brown family. Um, yes, and that too. Yeah, and I and it seems like there would be like a reasonable crossover between Murphy. Yeah, even though they're on different networks. Yeah, um, here's a question for you, Kyle. Will you be introducing your children to Frasier? Uh, At the appropriate time, <laughs> the age of seven, which is obviously the best age to start watching Frasier. I I don't know about introducing. I will not discourage them, and I will join them if they rewatch it but i don't know if it's one where i'm not i don't know if i feel strongly because by the time they're old enough to watch every show that's meaningful to me is like problematic in some way probably <laughs> um so this is the first season yeah and and you i mean you guys have talked a lot on the podcast about how fraser is actually less problematic as a general you know matter than maybe like friends is for example mm-hmm. um but, you know, like one of my favorite shows is The Office, which would never get made today. It probably has some some real issues if you're showing your kids, but still is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Matt is re-watching Friday Night Lights right now and will occasionally text me like what episode he's on and what a particular storyline is and will be like, this show would never be made today. Friday Night Lights ended like a little over 10 years ago, so... But I, will I will I introduce my children? I won't discourage it if, if they want to watch. It's hard for me to know why. I mean, I think you probably watched it as a kid because your parents were watching it. Mm-hmm. And that's how you got into it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you were really into it as a seven-year-old or not. I mean, maybe you were more pretentious than you think. Um, yeah. Impossible. I, yeah. Uh, do we need to talk about how many bathrooms I have again, guys? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Many bathrooms and... You know, much much sherry uh, being poured over in, in Laurel's house, but it, it, I, you know, it's I don't. I would be surprised if a seven year old was like, I really want to watch Frasier, and if my seven year old really wants to watch Frasier, I I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. I don't know if the age of seven, I was like, oh, I want to watch Frasier, but I think by the age of like eight and nine, I was. But also, I understood just the very bare bones comedy aspect of it, like the right, and it was also. Like there were less things to watch. Yes. You didn't yeah. have screens. Like now, kids, like here, have an iPad. And also, like 
there's a difference between like you're watching it and you find it. You your parents are watching, you find it enjoyable, and you go, "Oh, I'd like to continue watching that show we watch." Whereas if Kyle's child just walked up and was like, "Father, I've heard not only am I interested in this in this uh, '90s sitcom, but I want to start with the." The spinoff. I want to start there and not even begin with Cheers. You know, like it's yeah. such a strange, like out of nowhere like, thing to be like. Comedies. If I don't know that Frasier is one where I would, you know, what I would do, I would say, Grown Up Laurel has a podcast. Listen to the podcast and then watch Frasier. But independently, would I be like, you should watch Frasier? You're into sitcoms now. You should watch Frasier. Probably, I'd be like, mm. uh, unless he's. I think perhaps we, and I think this is something we'll probably do towards the end of the season, is put together, like, not only, like, our favorite episodes, but, like, the top ten just best episodes to watch to give you just a snapshot of what Frasier is. Because I feel like, Ryan, you often Dennis talk about that. You'd be like, episodes. this is an episode I would give somebody to just be like, you want an example of an episode of Frasier, this is a perfect one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, well speaking of not that episode, I don't think yeah, that's... Yeah, uh, let's dive into this yeah, one. Yeah, let's get back to this one. Um... I, I, all my, my, I have no idea where we are in the story. I know the generalities of this, okay, so, of this one. So if we want to go beat by beat, yeah, so I cannot a, do after, that. So Frazier makes a few jokes about how he has to reschedule Lilith, but hopes that she'll cancel and then they'll be even. And this whole like playing games with each other about canceling and keeping their plans. I also can't figure out why they have to see each other. I kept thinking it was like, oh, they have something important to talk about regarding Freddie and... No, it was just that Lilith was in town for a conference and they were going to get together. I was like, you don't have to see your ex-wife every time she's in town. Uh, yes, totally agree. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I just thought it was weird. It was, it was like there was too much of the Lilith Frazier like game playing in this episode. I thought like if they had made the point like one time, oh, it was a game and we're better at games than we were at marriage or whatever. Like, that would have been fine, but then it just went on and on forever. I mean, not to jump ahead, but I did think, like, it was cute by the end. Like, I really liked their, like, the the, the wrap-up of it. But, yes, the beginning was, like, you know, and we've talked about on this on this show about the, like, if people would just come out and talk to each other. Like, half of sitcoms for the longest time is so-and-so is not saying something, and the other person's making an assumption based on them not saying something, and it's causing drama. Like... I feel like that's 70% of sitcom uh, plots, and I might be being generous. Yes, agreed. Uh, to the point that they don't even un- they don't even know by the end of the episode that they were set up on the blind date. The blind yeah, date that they no... canceled was yes. not, they don't even know that it was with each other. And, and if you haven't watched and you're just listening, which, strange, but, uh, like, that's the, the, the crux, is, like, they start their... Frazier meets one of her colleagues and her and and Lilith has been telling her colleague how hard it is to meet someone and the colleague sets them up on a blind date but like Frazier thinks it's her being coy and they keep canceling with each other and then Lilith and Frazier end up spending the night together like non-sexually just doesn't he sleeps over right like he they yeah, they, they, they fall they, asleep on the couch they, yeah they cuddle each other on the couch yeah, yeah, which I I feel like that felt a little real to me. Um, there are like plenty of emotions I think going through a divorce, but like so I and I don't have like a reference for that, but like I think you know the episodes where they fall they sleep together again, like that feels like a real big leap. But this of like oh this is a comfortable person to be around and I, I know this and then they just both kind of fall asleep and he's spooning her or whatever I think is a little more realistic and I'm glad it wasn't like oh they hooked up at one last time or something weird well, I'm like also that. glad that they didn't wake up and were like oh, what did we do that they were yeah. I, don't know, I think they were very mature about it I also think this might be the last Lilith episode so yes this this definitely felt like her yeah curtain call yeah so I feel like they wanted to end this on a positive note a little bit and not have it mm-hmm. be oh there there's you know Fraser and Lilith at each other's throats again or something so but there was some good Lilith humor in here when she shows up and they're all arguing about who's going to answer the door right yeah. and she's yeah. like just slip a key under the door and I'll let myself like she can hear them like I like that there's like 
she's not there's no question she's like i understand how this family feels about me you know yeah i mean it, which is funny because she like doesn't necessarily understand how she interacts with the world when her friend was like oh lil and she's like my name's and yeah. uh and and what her friend kind of being like maybe you shouldn't be so serious all the time about everything she's like, yeah my name's um So that, yeah, that that part. I mean, the Lilith parts were good. I just thought the like ongoing will they, won't they thing was fine. Not yeah. It I also filler. It felt like they were stretching for time. Doing, like impromptu couples therapy with the people next door. You did like that, or you didn't no, like I, that? No, I did. Well, I, not that I didn't like, it, but I just, I didn't need it in this episode. I, I remember liking that. I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. It was. I mean, it's an interesting contrast where they can so. I mean, they can help other people, but they couldn't help themselves. Right? Yeah. But then they so, did sort of. And I guess, having not watched Cheers, I don't know the Fraser Lilith love story origin, but I see why they thought they worked well enough together to be like, we should get married. In the psychiatric sense. It, well, yes. a Frasier, too, was in Cheers, like, a weirder nerd in comparison than he is as a leading man, I think. Yes. Um, he was, a, like, more of an eccentric who they came to accept in the bar. And, like, so him and Lilith together in that setting makes more sense to me than, like, Frasier Crane's celebrity psychiatrist um, mm-hmm. in Seattle. And I think Lilith was even more of a, like, jokey character. Like, her whole thing was she was very uptight and straight-laced and didn't understand jokes, etc. Like, she was because she didn't have to, like, you didn't have to see different sides of her like you do on Frasier. And, like, yeah, she was, she has advanced quite a bit since, since Cheers, um, and it's more interesting now, but I think I think if you look at them, it'd be interesting to go back and watch like Fraser's first. Well, Fraser's first episode is weird because Fraser was essentially like a foil for Sam and Diane's relationship, and that was about it before he became like um like I'd like to see his first episode like when he's just coming to the bar like that season like when he, the first season that he's not Diane's ex, and then also see uh, Lilith's first uh, first episode because I'm sure she was just like. I, I think the story was she got she was in it more than she was originally planned because BB Newworth was so good. I, I would believe that. I, I also want, I mean I know that we we talked about this with how the transition from Cheers to Frasier that since Frasier was a supporting role he was you know allowed to be a little eccentric and once he moved mm-hmm. into the main role he needed to be kind of the straight man with like Niles and Martin and Daphne all kind of being kind of the quirky people off to the side. Um, but I, I also feel like it makes a little bit of sense in the like narrative of Frazier's life that in Boston, he was like surrounded by academia. He went to Harvard and everything. What was he supposed to be doing in Boston? Was he just like in private practice or something? Or was he like a he professor? W- he had met Diane at, at a, a mental institution. Mental institution. Yes. And was coming back with her cause they were going to get married. I don't know if he was in Boston because of that or if, he came with her, or, or what happened there exactly? Well, you can kind of understand though him moving to a new city where he's going to be in this like slightly more public, not as wonky, like you know, not wonky as in strange, but wonky as in like very erudite kind of role that Fraser, like as a person, is going to just not be quite so much as of a nerd to try to just like be a little bit more relatable. Because mm-hmm. he's working at a radio um, station, not surrounded by other people with you know PhDs and MDs. I, I have a question for, for both of you that, that takes us kind of to a topic I wanted to talk about. Is there only one coffee shop in all of Seattle? Because this episode to me was the most egregious everyone goes into the Cafe Nervosa. Because it was Lilith and her co, not co-worker, but... C- kind of colleague. Colleague, thank you. Um, coming from a convention, like... This place happens to be like across the street from the radio station, but also close to like everybody's home. 
also close to the convention center. Mm-hmm. Like everything is within this like two like you know small town Seattle where there's you know, if there's one thing I know about Seattle, it's it has one coffee shop. <laughs> it is known for having just one where everyone congregates. Yeah, ironically, not named Starbucks. Yeah, I I just it, this was the most egregious to me where it was like. There's no like now 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 we're talking literally everyone just shows up. Also, here. can we talk one one thing I noticed, which is totally nerd. The coffee, the espresso drinks came out way too fast. They're coming out in like thirty seconds. I'm like, it takes longer to tamp espresso than it does to like make this whole drink. Um, but yeah, that's that's right. I mean, the only thing that may make sense is Lil would have been there before with Frazier, so she knew or thought it was. Yeah, or it's like, do you know a coffee shop nearby? Oh, yeah, this one. And that could have been an easy line they wrote, and it's like, yes, my you know my ex comes here all the time. But I guess that would have led to the like, oh, maybe this is I don't know. Uh, it was it was weird. Do you, going back to the espresso taking so long, I remember this joke is done in a bunch of stuff. I think they did it in like UHF and stuff. But I remember there was the episode of The Simpsons that was supposed to be parodying the Beatles. With the uh, barbershop quartet that uh, Homer was in, do, you, do you, either of you have any? Ideas I like vaguely recall he like dressed up like a barber. Yeah, so they have a barbershop quartet, and it gets broken up when Barney, the the town drunk, starts dating essentially a Yoko Ono character. So there's a part where they go to Moe's tavern, and Moe's like, "What do you have?" And Barney goes, "I'll have a beer." And then the Yoko Ono character goes, "I will have uh, distilled plum juice." with uh, a float of cherry blossom in a man's hat. And Mo goes, here you go. And he pulls them both like out from under the, the bar simultaneously. And I always just thought that was, I, I just think that's a funny joke. And it feels like that's what it was with the espresso. Like, I'll have this, this, and this. Here you go. <laughs> like, just waiting for you to come by. I mean, it's almost like the, uh, what was it? The, the What was the gay bar that Fraser ends up at, in in Niles' squash shorts? Oh. And he's like, I'll have a sherry and the guys immediately like boop 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 it's like within arm's length yeah. it's like you know it goes like vodka gin sherry like it's just right there on the front uh do we want to talk about the b plot in this which is they are telling martin he needs to put his gun in storage and it turns out he's been keeping it uh in a shoebox under his bed i don't remember a ton from this, but I do have the note, and I do remember I, how shocked I was that the gun actually went off. Mm-hmm. So Daphne I, like, is tossing Niles a banana, and Niles like fumbles it, and it's up knocking the shoebox off the table that has the gun in it, and the gun goes off. But it does lead to, like, there was a... Do you guys know whose line is it anyway? Yes. Do you remember there was a skit, the, uh, a game they used to play that was, like, uh, standing, sitting, leaning... And it's like there are three people oh, in it, and yeah. someone has to someone be standing. Has to be doing so, one of them, they can't be doing the yes. Same things. Yes, and that's what it felt like where they're blocking the the crack, blocking yes, the the, the bullet holes. And it's like they're all switching which position mm-hmm. they're in to be like, "You're right, Niles. The sunset is more lovely from over here, or whatever." I I enjoyed that because I felt like we were harkening back to some of the earlier physical comedy in Frasier, where it's just like wacky and but it, but it works because everybody really commits to it and is just good at it. I forgot what I was watching recently, but I feel like anything I see now where it's real madcap stuff like that, I refer to it in my head as Frasier comedy. Like compliment, but it's not like I feel like I wouldn't describe Frasier as a madcap show. But when they do it, they do that kind of like we've talked about this a million times: open door, closed door, Mm -hmm. theater thing so well, so that when I see anything close to it, like that's I think of David Hyde Pierce ironing his pants and catching on fire. (laughs) I'm just going to daydream <laughs> about that little vignette. Uh, uh, one thing, I, I feel like we may be wrapping up this episode, so I do want to give a mm-hmm. shout out to the woman in the couple they give couples therapy to, the actress Rachel Harris, who's a little bit of a that lady. I always think of her as being the um, Stu's girlfriend in The Hangover, in the first Hangover. Oh, right, right. Uh, but she's I, been for, in I forgot you love The Hangover. <laughs> so, do love The Hangover. Who doesn't love The Hangover? Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, look, again... That is another movie that has some inappropriate humor that I thought was very funny at the time. Uh, I mean, the the movie was problematic the moment it came out, and I'm not I'm not dismissing the problematic parts, but I am saying I find 
other parts of the movie very funny. Um, she's also, I think she's in this most recent, they made another, they made a Goosebumps show that's coming out speaking, you know, I know last time you were asking me about spooky season stuff to watch, there's a Goosebumps show coming out on Disney Plus, um, and I think she's in it. She was also so was like, in Suits. She's in a million she's, things. She's, she's, she looks like Lisa Loeb to me. Uh, Kyle, were, did you uh, did you watch Suits? Are you a Suits watcher? I watched like the first four or five seasons of Suits. How many really, seasons were there? I think like seven or eight. Oh wow! And then I kind of stopped because it was harder to find for free on the internet many years oh. ago, and I haven't gone back to rewatch because then I became a lawyer and was less. Mm-hmm. There are nine seasons of Suits. What? Wow. USA just cranks out those uh, those series. Blue Sky. I think they're called Blue Sky uh, dramas. Very, oh. I forgot why. It's something where it's like... Oh, wasn't it's, it the... Uh, it's never... Wasn't it the USA logo that had like the blue skies yeah. or whatever? That they... That's exactly what... It was Characters Welcome. Yeah. But another... Yes. Another big thing with that and like burn notice and psych and stuff is like we don't want to put any dramas on here that are too challenging. Uh, guys, <laughs> like just was, so you can kind of watch. I was a huge Royal Pains fan. Um, if y'all remember that show on USA, I watched it religiously. So you know what? I can't judge you, Kyle, for watching Suits. So well, judge away. We are talking about Frasier. <laughs> uh, do are we ready to rate this episode? I have my rating written down, thank God, because otherwise I wouldn't remember, but yes. Uh, I rated it, and I don't know why I rated it this, but it must have made sense at the time. Six out of ten phantom limbs. Anybody remember why I called it a phantom limb? I don't remember, no. but there we go. I, I don't, and I watched it last night. I watched it. I don't know either. On Monday. I don't know what you're this, this could be what I actually said it or some weird autocorrect situation. Well, <laughs> uh, Kyle, what would you give this episode? I would give it five uh, dropped bananas. Um, I too would give it five uh, shoeboxes with guns in them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, not the safe way to store a gun. You would also think that perhaps a former police officer would be a little bit more uh, cautious about how he stored his gun. I don't know. Well, I I do feel like I've seen that so many times in like movies and thrillers where it's like the woman's home alone and she goes to the thing and gets her husband's gun out of a shoebox. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we're like movie- the same movies, but sure. I, I just feel like I've seen it so many times where it's like... It, it is true. Guns always do seem to be a very easy access. Yeah. Like, it's like away with the ammo stored separately. It's like in a shoebox in the top of the closet. Yes, yeah. exactly. And that's... It's it's there's someone trying to avoid a, a, a home invasion and uh, like, yeah, it's like, where's my husband? You know, and they f- fumbled to get the bullets in oh, at the last second. Uh, I, this weekend we were watching Minority Report, one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm. And uh, I just recently saw that, too. Tom Cruise uh, plays a police officer in it. And he at one point he's like going to bed and he puts his gun under his pillow. And I was like, sir, that's, a, that's just a bad idea. Um, anyway, uh Want to talk can, about the next episode? I, can I bring up one thing about Minority Report? Because I did watch it very recently. Yeah, please. I hadn't seen it in probably a decade. So it is really good. It holds up way better than I thought mm-hmm. it was going to, mm-hmm. you know. But I will say the one thing that's hard to watch with it is now that we have Tom Cruise legitimately like driving motorcycles off the side of mountains or whatever he does in the most recent Mission Impossible, and you're watching those and going, that's real footage. <laughs> The scene where he breaks out of that auto driving car and he's like jumping from car to car, like anything he does that's clearly on a blue screen, like had zero stakes for me. <laughs> like it just immediately took me out. I mean, that I think that movie works better as a mystery and kind of a suspenseful thriller than it does an actual action movie. Or it's like it's futuristic aspects. Um, I also found that I, I know it felt like it dragged a little in the middle where I never have thought it dragged before. But anyway. Still, mm. a fantastic movie. Uh, uh, do you have thoughts on Minority Report? <laughs> I've, I've never seen Minority <gasps> It's a good watch. It's a good one. It's, it's, good. it's Like I said, it, it's Colin Farrell is extremely charming in it. It's really well done. It is a little overly long, but... Mm, but yeah, it's like it's, two and a half hours. It could have been 20 minutes off. 
I remember some of the stuff in it. Like the whole thing is, it's a it's a society where you walk by things and like the advertising like takes a real quick like retinal scan and goes like, "Hey, Kyle, uh, you should. Uh, did you enjoy your trip to the Bahamas? Have you thought about booking your next one?" Like it's all like that. At the time, I was like, "Well, that's invasive. That'll never happen." And, and that's ex- that's exactly how we lived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. And like a joke in it is that. Tom Cruise gets replacement eyeballs at one point, so they don't know that it's him, and he walks into the gap, and they're like, oh, welcome back, Mr. Yakamoto. <laughs> did you enjoy those slacks? Yeah, it's like, or it's, something. It's like, did you enjoy those gray V-necks? I just, I, that was the one part that I'm like, God, I'm glad they don't do that out loud to where it's like, I walk in Old Navy, and they're like, hey, Ryan, were your 2XL tank tops good for you know i was like hey buddy all right no one needs to know how did those cargo pants work out don't lie i'm gonna be like fine and then high five the hologram fine i need some more for house projects i've got a lot more cargo (laughs) um season 11 episode 10 cbgb's for once niles is the famous one as media attention to maris's case makes him and daphne the center of seattle's attention that is no. That's not. I mean, that's the kicker. I don't know. That's. I hate that. <laughs> okay. There's no mention of Frasier in this, and this feels like a Frasier episode. It's true. It's true. I, the Hulu synopsis was something like Frasier is jealous of the media attention Niles is getting over Maris's murder trial, which I think is much more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't mention the CBs. The CBs uh, are like this is this is the CBs curtain call. True. I, I okay. I gotta admit, I don't understand the title CB like. Like, isn't heebie-jeebies, like, something kind of creeps you out? CBGB does not make any sense in this. Uh, I think it's just the... the, the play the, uh, Yeah, yeah it's funny. it's just the rhyme. Okay, well. Uh, it starts off with... What would you call Niles. it? What would you call it? That would be a funny pun, Laurel. What, what would I call it? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't... Like, CB later. I, I or... call it sibling rivalry, because that's to do oh. with Frazier being... CB Ling rivalry. Guys, it's late. I don't know. So, real, real quick, speaking of sibling rivalry, is this Roz's sister's first appearance? It's yeah. not, is it? No, it is? it is. I don't think we've ever seen Roz's. Uh... I feel like we've had Roz's family on before. There's an episode. Definitely her, her mother has been on before, right? Yes. And was her mother overbearing? Well, uh, 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 she's saying her mother was like such a overachiever. Like her mother was the attorney general of mm. Wisconsin, and <laughs> yeah, that's right. And her mother also like had a crush on Martin, or was like kind of interested in Martin. And her mom's only been in, as far as I know, one episode. Mm. So I think Roz always felt just pressure to like exceed expectations. Now, as an only, there child, was one where Fraser went home with her and pretended to be her boyfriend, wasn't there? Oh, that's right. Oh. Okay, her sister was in that episode. I'm remembering. Was this she now. okay? Because Fraser pretends to be her boyfriend and is so like not over the top, but is just so effusive about Roz that her sister turns. Who I now realize is that woman turns to her husband and is like, "You never say these things about me." Hmm. Okay, you're right. I completely forgot about that. Yep, she was in season nine as well, so that's kind of fun. Was it the same actress? Uh, it looks to be Suzanne Cryer. And yes, because I kept thinking I've seen this woman somewhere before. It did not all occur to me that I'd seen her on Frasier before. Frasier, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote a note that she, uh, while a terrible person who I hated, was stunning in that red dress. Looked great. Uh, you just, you really like the Doyle sisters, I know, right? <laughs> You're a Doyle dude. Uh, they're they're building them correct. They're 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 building them good in Wisconsin, oh, I guess. My God, <laughs> uh, I have to say that red dress was peak mid two thousands cocktail attire. Like it, every mm. color of that dress was present at every like homecoming dance I went to. Did school. you own that dress? Uh, no, no, but I think I wore a variation of it to probably a college semi-formal at some point, so. I, I literally in my head went, I remember you having a red dress, and I just remembered it was from that picture where I photoshopped your head over Daphne's. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think I had a red dress. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's that one, yeah. 
so the the episode starts though with Niles and Daphne talking about a recent dinner party they were at with Bill Bill and Melinda Gates. Uh, which, Bill and Min- Bill and Mindy. Bill and Mindy, yes. Has Bill been on the show? Did yes. he call in? No, he appeared on the show for uh, he appeared in studio with Fraser for one of Frazier's like milestone episodes. And remember people call in and they all just have questions from Bill Gates about Microsoft, like very specific niche tech questions. I was about to say, I know we talked about it. Apparently that was such a huge deal because it was, he was such a, you know, prolific Seattleite at the time. Well, and so this here, here's a question I have. Don't you feel like Frazier and Niles would a few times a year end up running into Bill and Mindy at some event and stuff like Frazier seems so like, oh my gosh, like we don't ever interact with them that I was like, I feel like y'all would be like on a board together. I don't know that I know much about his, about Bill Gates's like social life to have made that call. Like to me, it's always, they mentioned like to me, it's like a, a Russian, someone from the Russian Philharmonic or like I something think, like that is someone who and I guess I think about excited it often, to see. Like, somebody wouldn't necessarily be on boards and stuff with like Michael Dell. So well, I I think of Bill Gates as more of a global citizen than just a Seattle citizen. Mm. So like would we he's, say that in two thousand three though? Yeah, because okay. he was that was like in many ways peak Bill Gates, right? He was the richest guy in the world, mm. like undisputed for a long time. Mm. And like you know, globalization and the internet were becoming things. And yeah, and he was really he and his wife were really turning in philanthropists right around then. So I, I feel like, I don't, you know, they probably do do Seattle things, but they're also on, like, the President's Council to get water to Africa and Southern California or something. Mm. True. Uh, also, this just really dated itself because I was like, oh, right. Bill and Melinda Gates used to be married to each other. <laughs> oh, right, right. Um, I enjoyed this uh, wrong male tactic that, Frazier was implementing to, to meet good-looking women in his building. It's a, it's a strong move back when snail mail was like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you, like, I, I just thought that was kind of a funny bit. Um, I'm also... It does, however, turn, I think, into a stalkery thing where he sees her and goes, oh, did you... She's like, thank you so much for the flowers. And I was like, you... What? <laughs> like, that threw me. Uh, also unclear as if he knows her name and he's like would you like to go to this gala with me and she's like all right i'm like what i guess he hasn't seen her mail so yeah he might not know her name also like ma'am please have a little bit more i don't i don't know self-respect dignity like no safety safety knowledge like not even self-respect and dignity just be careful that seems like a bad plan I mean, I don't know what the equivalent of Fraser is in Austin or Houston, but I mean, I would go to the gala with that person without knowing them. A, per- with, with a person who like lives in your high rise, who you've met once and you run into at a coffee shop and they ask you to go to a work gala with them. I, I would not. Yeah, a radio it, it'd, be like, it'd be like going to the Emmys. You wouldn't go to the Emmys. Some random bless their hearts are not like going to the end. What if what if Kid Craddock invited you to the uh, to the Marconi well, Award? So that would already. Be- oh no! Well, what if what if Big Al <laughs> Mac? What if Big Al Mac invited you? A hundred percent no. What? No. As a yeah, romantic would- thing, no. If it was just like we have a table to fill, sure. As a, would you be my date to this work event? No. If Big Al Al- hates terrestrial radio, is what I mean. Yeah, I mean about. she loves XM. If if Howard Stern or like whoever the VJs on eighties on eighty, the only people <laughs> I know on XM are Downtown Julie Brown. So on nine, I would on go nine. somewhere with Downtown Julie Brown. I'll tell you that. Um. Have we run into Roz's sister before? I I liked that when you know when Fraser's upset because Niles is getting all these interviews because he's part of the the, the Maris murder trial, which I kind of want to see if this just keeps going throughout the whole season. If it's like an elongated OJ type. Yeah, well, thing. I'm also hoping that I mean I know there's no way we can see like footage of it because we we can't we don't ever see Maris, but I just I hope we get like a, a little bit of like meat and juice from the trial. Mm-hmm. Or they show like the. Uh, the courtroom sketch yes. artist and there's always something in the way of Maris's yes. face or something like <laughs> yes um 
I, I do like that, like, I thought it was kind of fun that this week it felt like Roz and, and, and Frazier were like, it's usually like, here's my problem. Roz is like, well, here's my completely unrelated problem. They're both like, siblings, huh? Yeah. Boo. And I don't know why I kind of enjoyed that. So, uh, this is the thing that I, as an only child, and thus <laughs> the, the, the perfect sibling, uh, the, the whole like kind of one-upmanship or sibling jealousy and stuff, let's talk about that, you people with siblings. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Um, like, have you all ever like rejoiced? You you can you can change names and circumstances. Rejoiced when your sibling uh, has a, uh, a a turn of bad luck, as Denise did when it turns out her husband was leaving her. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that that's like uh, made for sitcom, but like, and, no, and that's also uh, Phoebe though for somebody and being like, what he what he'd want to say is thank you, yes, yeah. I'm I'm also at probably the highest point in my relationship with my sister. Um, she's ten years older than me, so we've been very different people, you know, for a lot of our lives. But like, adulthood is pretty similar, so we're both just kind of like so. I, we do less of like one upsmanship and more of like ha 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 ha, like kind of like poke each other. But it's always very funny and like. Like we always help each other. Like, but we do do things like like <laughs> my sister called me up the other day and she wanted me to do something uh, for my mom. That I'm like, ah, oh, this is really gonna be hard. She goes, I had to spend four hours trying to convince, trying to figure out how to set up mom's old laptop. She wants to get working again. Tag, you're it. Like, you know, it's like she's just like you get to do tech stuff with her for a while. Like, it's it's there's a lot of like, I, hey, I'm calling you because only you will get this because it's our family, mm-hmm. like blah, blah, blah. Like there's a lot of that. So I, I'd say we have rivalry and she's always played the like, I like to pester my little brother card all the time. Um, but never like, we've been such very different people. It wasn't like, you know, she was in college when I was in like elementary school. So it's hard for us to be competitive at that point. <laughs> Like, I got more blocks than you. Like, how's that going to work? It's not going to work. You'd be surprised how important blocks can be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I mean, the Roz thing was made for sitcom. And Frasier and Niles is like very high school, right? Which makes it funnier in a way. Like, who's more popular? Whose school is better? I, I mean, it's a, like a version of, a, of an argument I've had with my brother a million times when we were 17. Uh, <laughs> Not 45. Like, oh, I went to this school. It's better for these reasons. No, it's not. Like, that's the, I think that's the jealousy. Well, and, and I think it's funny because Frazier's obviously been the more famous of the two brothers this whole series, being the, you know, celebrity radio personality. Um, and so now that Niles has just like w- one, you know, iota of the fame that Frazier has, Frazier can't stand it. Well, I think it's funny. I thought it was funny that it's not only that Niles' star is rising, but, but Frazier is being maligned. Um, it's not like they're both, it's not like they're Luke and Owen Wilson, right? Both independently famous, just some people like one better at different times. It's like hot, Niles Gray, not Frazier. Yes. And when he calls. That was funny. Yeah. And when he called the restaurant, he's like, uh, do you have room for three for Dr. Crane? No, the other doctor. Oh yes, you know, like that. I that those were funny jokes. I thought. Mm-hmm. Do we want to hop over to the CBs for a little bit? Yeah, let's hop. Let's let's hop over. I've heard they have great I, freebies. Sorry, I had to. I had to. Very good. To quote that line. Um. So it's happening in the morning because Kenny was in charge of scheduling it this year and waited till the last second. I like that everybody still had to commit to acting as though it was in the evening. So like when photos and stuff surfaced from it. So they're all in like sequins and cocktail dresses at like eight in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. And I I did like the bit about like, I've been told that we are running low on sausage. So please only one link or patty a piece. Um, I thought the in memoriam was weird because I kept waiting for there to be a button on the joke. Like, it just felt like they literally, like, if those were people who were crew members on Frasier, it wouldn't shock me who had actually passed, like, and that was their way of getting them in there or something. Like, it didn't feel like a joke. Like, even when the one guy won, it wasn't like, 
I don't know. This the in memoriam. Just I, I, I don't. The fact that it was just it like felt a serious little... in memoriam. Yeah, yeah, like you know, I didn't know if it was going to be like, you know, in memoriam Frankie the Cougar Jackson <laughs> from Morning Zoo, you know, or something like that. Or, or like, like some, you know, a puppet or something from one show. Yeah, like just something strange. It just <laughs> it did. It just was, you know, its own type of serious. Um. Oh, I remember something I was going to say earlier that that comes up here because I think this episode is like we were talking about like Frazier having to be a little bit more serious in his own series versus Cheers, but we've been talking about this a lot, and I think it's interesting that he is the the the, the there's not as much of a like we have to make Frazier come around and be like be redeemed from some of these like he is keeping some of his worse uh he obviously like it's kind of doesn't work out for him like he doesn't triumph for being selfish about this but it's just funny that they're not really concerned with and then Fraser learns a lesson to not be so whatever like this season feels very they're allowed to make him a little more goofy than you know as a leading man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i love this the the cb song like was ridiculous. I started writing down as much as possible. That whole scene was funny where the one guy, they knocked his glass eye out. And then, so Frazier had to sing the CD yeah. song. It was to the, the tune of moon river. Yeah, was that it? Was. And then includes how to validate your parking and the name. of yes. The people. <laughs> and yes, we validate. It was so ridiculous. And then Kenny stands up and is like, found it. And they're like, that's an olive. It was so good. And then I, the only bu- thing I, I was I thought Kenny was going to pop the olive in his mouth and keep going. Honestly, I, we y'all know how much I love olives. I would be like, I don't know how long has that all been on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I mean Fraser, like he got he got it. Coming you know, he lost all the CVs. He got he embarrassed yeah. himself. His dates didn't show up. Then he sang the song to be. <laughs> But like, do you know what I mean? Where there wasn't a moment where as he had to prove he learned something. It was just like, and then Frazier, that just happened yeah. to Frazier. Well, because Frazier is incapable of learning now. Mm-hmm. I, I do feel like well, he has probably gotten to the age where it's like there's there's not a lot of realizations that are going to happen for him. Uh, <laughs> I, I do enjoy the... I really enjoyed Roz's sister slowly unraveling at the CBs, though. Pretending to be Frazier's date, finding out her husband's leaving her, and then just like sobbing and screaming about men uh, i did yeah, out of control yeah when Roz was like i'm sorry what do you know you've never been married i would yeah i'm like all right like burn in hell whatever. this is but see I, you know i love chaos and this is like a thing i want to see in person like i've seen it i've seen something along these lines one time before and it was super tight um and i highly <laughs> highly recommend just watching a person go absolutely batshit crazy on everyone with no remorse. It was amazing. Honestly, just every week I go to Ikea, I feel like you just see people slowly <laughs> unravel. That's true, but then I want to see them snap. Okay, well. <laughs> Kyle, we're not going to talk about what that might say about you, but you know. Oh, well, I'm... Um, you, you thrive on we... chaos. You thrive on chaos. This is true. Do we have anything else we want to mention about this one before we wrap up? Uh, I just uh, enjoy, this was one of my Laurel's one-liners I wrote down when his neighbor's returning his mail and she's uh, and she's like, wait, I know you. And Niles is there and, and Frazier's like, oh yes, I have a radio show. And she's like, oh yes, my mother listens to you. Just the, yes. the sickest burn. I, I loved it. Uh, well, you're ready to rate it though. Cool. Yeah, I gave it seven out of ten. Poison Bloody Marys. Kyle, I I also give it seven out of ten. Olive glass eyes. Kyle, <laughs> I was gonna do olive glass eyes. Okay, okay, no, okay. No, 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 no. You you can change it. You picked it. I I need to have a second. Uh, this is this is why I always I pick the first thing and then I go okay do the next one like all of mine ones now are my second choice almost every time um, I mean, I, th- I think I'll go 7 out of 10 uh, red dresses that Denise is wearing whew oh, man, Ryan he's definitely not going to be able to fall asleep 
I give I give that ranking ten out of ten. Um, so. Oh wait, 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 wait uh, cut this part out. Kyle, do you have something you want to recommend to people of, of, rather than them giving us a four star or lower review? Um. No. Okay. No, it's fine if you don't. I just thought we'd give you the chance to. I I I am I am prepared in the sense that I watch these Frasers, but I'm less prepared in the sense that I probably should have thought of that. Uh, my life is so boring at the moment. I don't watch or consume any like, interesting cultures. So, uh, that's where I am. I have one. If- oh, that, that would be great. Because I, I, I don't, I mean, unless people, unless I'll be able to watch Minority Report again. <laughs> yeah, or, I mean, I could tell them to watch Peppa Pig, the same two episodes, on Saturday morning <laughs> while we eat Pop-Tarts and get ready for swimming. That's- I mean, that's... I- you know, uh, that doesn't sound too bad. Uh, what, what, what isn't there that cooking uh, YouTube channel that Ford likes, like Little Chef? Yeah, yeah, but now he's gotten into Jacques Pepin, uh, and he says, "I need to watch Jacques." <laughs> Amazing! Amazing! I, I really enjoyed him salting the steak that Casey mm. posted to Instagram. Although I became concerned about y'all's salt intake. <laughs> it was salty. I shook it off, and it was okay. Oh no. Um, well, uh, Craniacs, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have a question for us or uh, something, if you want to tell me what Phantom Limbs, why I put that in the previous, uh, as my ranking in the previous episode, uh, we are Craniacs at gmail.com. That's C R A N E I A C S. Uh, no longer on Twitter. If you want to get us on social media, Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. Uh, that's where a lot of the stuff goes down. So uh, join the Facebook group. <laughs> it just makes it sound like there's like stuff going down in the Facebook. Stuff's group. going down. <laughs> that's where the 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 people are twisting and breaking uh, for Kyle's. Uh, has it has it been as active on the uh, Craniacs Facebook group? I haven't seen much. Well, Kyle, uh, it's mostly just that. me and Laurel posting. <laughs> Kyle, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Yes. Um, start some chaos, Kyle. But you're listening to us now, so you know where to find us. Wherever you find us, give us the highest review possible, rate, review, and subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Uh, if you want to give us four stars or, or lower, I actually have a recommendation for you. Because this weekend, it is, it is uh, you know, for, for some people start spooky season earlier than others. Uh, my wife Tara and I have started early by watching a uh, new movie on Hulu called uh, No One Will Save You. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the plot or the setup, which is now making me feel like this was a bad choice for (laughs) this this segment. However, um, it's very good. It is, I'll give, it's basically a combination between a home invasion horror movie and a extraterrestrial horror movie. Um, it has little to no dialogue in it, which is very interesting. It falls into the coveted 100-minute club, which are movies that are under 100 minutes, uh, unless you have the uh, not completely premium version of Hulu like I had, in which it gave two commercials during it, which drove me insane. However, they front load them so that the back like half of the movie doesn't have a lot of uh, commer- doesn't have any commercials. I thought it was very good. The ending, I did not see coming. It was very strange, but it it was interesting. It's tense in a lot of spots. It's kind of got that quiet place thing going for it in that there's not a lot of talking, so you're having there's a lot of quiet moments that are like punctuated uh, with stuff. So it's a little jump scary, but it doesn't feel cheap jump scary where it's like they're setting you up for a bunch of stuff. It's like they're building the tension and then the, something happens and you're kind of, you know, scared by it instead of it just being like relentless, like other horror movies. Uh, it's PG 13. So it's not super gory, not super, uh, you know, it's, it's something that's, that's really effective and good intense, but not like over the top. If you're not super, you know, if you're not a huge horror person or anything, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, it ranked, uh, kind of in the middle of where of stuff we've been watching for horror movie season. Um, also, if you haven't seen Megan, uh, Megan, if you can watch the unrated version, that was amazing. That was another horror movie I saw that I laughed and 
cheered and got what, what, t- creeped out at. It's great. What is the name of the, the Hulu movie you were talking about? No One Will Save You? No One Will Save okay. You. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's, I forgot the actress's name. She does an amazing job because it's mostly just her. It's a very small cast. Um, she played Loretta on Justified, who was the kid who like her ended up selling weed. If you've seen Justified, you know who I'm talking about, but it's her. She's great. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. It's, it's worth checking out. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for coming back for this oh, final season of OG Frasier. And maybe maybe we can have you back when we start watching the uh, the, the reboot, um, especially if there's no Niles, because I'm not going to have a lot to say, except, you know, it would be great in this episode, Niles. Yeah, well, it's, it's my pleasure to be back. And like I always say when I start each new episode of Craniacs, uh, I'm listening. <laughs> thank you so much, Kyle. And... Thank you, listeners. Uh, We will see you next time. But until then, I'm Ryan. And I'm Kyle. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. Laurel is the expert.